All right, let me share the word. I want you to, if you have a Bible, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 10. And I wanted to give you just a little picture of what's happening in every nation around the world. Luke chapter 10. In Luke 10, uh, there are three stories that are sort of the core activities of the Christian life. We find a story at the beginning of Luke 10 about Jesus sending out the 72. That's about mission, the importance of mission. And then we find a story that we're going to talk about today that we call the parable of the Good Samaritan. And that's a story about compassion. And then at the end of Luke 10, we have the third pillar of our faith, which is a story of Mary and Martha, and it's about worship. And so we have mission and compassion and worship, but I want to focus on that middle one right now. And if you look at verse 25 of Luke 10, and behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But desiring to justify himself, how many of you have ever desired to justify yourself? Okay, desiring to justify himself, he said to Jesus, who's my neighbor? And listen, this who's my neighbor thing. I can't think of a more important time to ask and answer that question in America than now. And I don't want to get, I don't want to cause any problems here, okay? But if I do need to cause a problem, I'm glad Pastor Brett's not here right now. With the refugee issue in our face every time we turn on the radio or TV or look at the news, it is very important that we answer this question, not politically, not give. I don't care what the Republican or the Democrat answer is. The only thing I care about is what is the Bible answer. And we have far too many Christians who filter scripture through their political position and through their American passport rather than getting their way of thinking from scripture. Now. Who is my neighbor? This guy asked the question. He didn't want an answer. A lot of people ask questions to justify themselves. But Jesus answered anyway. Sorry, I made it real uncomfortable in here. We'll do better next time. I'm going to do a Christmas message next service. <laughs> we get a happy Christmas message. <laughs> Jesus told him a story to answer that question. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed and left him half dead. Jerusalem to Jericho is a scary place. Every town has a scary place. You know where that is in D.C. It's probably not in Chantilly, but you know where that is. I know where it is in Nashville. I know where it is in Manila. I don't go to those places unless I've got some people who are from there with me. You know the kind of place you know what I'm talking about? Well, you don't go in that neighborhood. Pastor Donnell does. Pastor Brett does. Pastor James Lowe does. That's what this place is. Jerusalem to Jericho is a treacherous place. And so when Jesus is telling the story, this is a parable. Okay, Jerusalem to Jericho, robber, of course. They're all nodding their head. Of course he got robbed and mugged and, and left half dead. He, what was he doing there? Verse 31. Now by chance a priest was going down that road and when he saw him he passed on the other side. Now we're talking a priest. That's a hero of their culture. The priest was the respected, professional, religious person. And he walks and he sees the guy beat and left half dead and bloody and bruised and clothes ripped. And he saw him. But he walked around. 
Every time I read this passage, I think about two Christmases ago. We were in Nashville for Christmas, and my daughter-in-law, who was in the picture there, she's a violinist, and she told us there was one of her favorite um, groups was coming to Nashville, and it was a Christmas concert. There would be violins and cellos and music, and it would be Christmas music, Christmas music about Jesus. And so we bought tickets to go to the, where the symphony is in Nashville downtown, and it was freezing cold that night. It's not, not for here, but I mean, it was like, it was like you know, freezing, like zero Celsius, or about like it is today. This is not really that cold for you guys, but for Nashville, that's brutally freezing. So for us, it was cold. And so I, I, we go to the concert, and I drop my wife off and my daughter-in-law, and my son and I have to circle a couple of blocks to park. And we go down and finally found a place to park. It's hard to park downtown. We park, and we're walking up the hill to where the symphony plays and where this concert is, where we're going to hear music about Jesus. And as we're walking, you know how on the sidewalks and in the wintertime, the smoke is coming up out of the, the grill things. And, smoke, and, and as we got closer, I could see the smoke, and it looked like someone was laying down on top of that. And I thought, okay, that's a homeless guy trying to get warm. And literally, there were people walking the sidewalk, and I'm certain they were going to the same concert we were going to to hear music about Jesus. And there were some who stepped over him, and there were others who went around him, like the priest and like the Levite. And as we got closer and approached, he was laying face down. And as we approached and got closer, I saw the puddle of blood coming from his head, a slow-growing circle. It was the time, a couple of years ago, if you remember, all over the news where those, where those kids were punching people and running and knocking people out. And I thought, that's what flashed in my mind. Okay, somebody did that to this guy. And I initially thought it was probably a homeless guy. And when I got closer and looked at his clothes, I thought, no, this doesn't look like a homeless guy. As people stepped over and went around to get to the concert to listen to music about Jesus. My son was the first one. He stopped and he got down on his knees and shook the guy. I hate to tell you this, but boy, I didn't want to stay there. I wanted to go hear music about Jesus. I was freezing cold. I've lived most of my life in the tropics. My wife was waiting for me. My son stopped, so I did. We got down and shook him and I... For a minute, I thought he was dead, and this puddle is growing. And then we hear a groan, pull out a phone and call 911. And they tell us what to do, and we roll him over, and we find the wound, we're talking to them. They're on the way. A few minutes later, I was amazed how fast it was. They got there. They said, are you the ones who called? Yes, we are. They go, okay, you can leave. We've got it. And so we left. They put him in the ambulance. We went. I don't know what happened. I don't know why he was there. I don't know what happened after that. I never saw it on the news. Verse 32, likewise, the priest went around, likewise a Levite, when he came to the place, he saw him, and he passed on the other side. Why do some people see the need and ignore it, and other people stop? The priest and the Levite. See, Jesus is telling a parable. And in a parable, it's not a true story, it's a story to pull our emotions. And a parable usually has a curveball. And so Jesus is telling the parable, there's a Jerusalem to Jericho and a robber, and everybody's nodding, going, of course, yeah. 
And then he goes, and then a priest, and they're going, okay, here comes the hero. And then he wasn't the hero. And then a Levite is going, wait, wait, the Levite, and he's not a hero. Now here comes the curveball. Jesus is telling this story to Jewish people. In verse 33, but a Samaritan, he journeyed, he came. I'm sure the people listening to the parable, the Samaritan, he's probably the one who did it. Okay, the Samaritan, he's probably the one who beat him and left him half dead because these people look down on the ethnicity of the Samaritans, on their religion and their culture and everything about the Samaritans. They were despised by the people listening to this story. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to the place where he was and he saw him and he had compassion. And they're shocked. They're going, no, wait a minute. That's not how the story's supposed to end. Wait, Jesus. They're thinking, wait, Jesus. The Levite and the priest, they're the heroes. The Samaritans, the problem. The Samaritans saw him and had compassion. So many people saw that guy laying on the street that day. Stepped over and went around because they were so in a hurry to get to that concert and hear music about Jesus. Samaritan went to him. And you know what he did. You know the rest of the story. The Samaritan took him to the inn. And he gave some money to the innkeeper. In those days, that was sort of like a hotel, hospital, restaurant, all mixed into one. He said, you take care of him. Whatever I owe when I get back, I'll pay the whole thing. He didn't say, here, you know, here, use this and you better get the rest of the money out of him. No, no, I'm paying it all. So it ends with this. Jesus asked a question. 36, which of these three do you think proved to be the neighbor? And the guy answered, the one who showed mercy. Jesus said, yeah, right, go do likewise. Now, we're running, we're out of time. Let me close with this. Jesus asked a couple of questions there. I have a question for all of us. And honestly, it's a painful question for me. And the question is this, which one are you in the story? You know, the Bible says the Bible's like a mirror. We look at it, we see ourselves, but sometimes we look in the mirror. How many looked in the mirror today before you came? All right, good, most of you. You look in the mirror, you see something that doesn't look right, you know what you do? You fix it. You pluck it, you pull it, you comb it, you paste it, you paint it, you, you, you fix it. You floss it. You, okay, that doesn't look right. We look in the mirror of God's word. We see something that doesn't look right. It's supposed to change. Not excuse it. Not justify it. Change it. Which one are you? Look, when I think about which one am I, I'm not the guy in the ditch. I'm doing okay. I'm not left there half dead. I didn't get robbed and beat. I'm not, that's not me. I'm not the guy who did it. I don't go around beating up people and leaving them in ditches. I'm not that guy. If I'm really honest... This is Sunday morning, so I'm supposed to be honest. If I'm really honest, I'm the professional religious person who's so busy I rarely have time to stop. It's painful to admit that. I'm sure the priest was busy. I'm sure the Levite had a very important ministry appointment, maybe somewhere to speak. Can't stop and do that. I'm on my way to hear music about Jesus. I'm on my way to worship Jesus. Which one are you? I'm not the half-dead guy. I'm not the thief and the robber. Unfortunately, I'm often not the Samaritan. I'm usually too busy to be the Samaritan. More importantly than finding ourselves in the Bible stories, it's finding God. When we read the Bible, I hope you find yourself and you see it as a mirror and you see what you really look like. 
but it's also a window into who is God. And when I look for Jesus in the story, 2,000 years ago, humanity beat and robbed and didn't leave him half dead, but fully dead on a cross. But also, we find Jesus when we were spiritually dead, not half dead, fully dead in our sins. Jesus comes down, and he doesn't step over us, and he doesn't go around us, and he doesn't ignore us. He goes down to the ditch where we are. You know what he does? He pulls us out, and he takes us to the end. You know what he says? I will pay in full. I'll pay it. He doesn't say I'll give a little bit and hope you can come up and with your own good works pay the rest. The gospel says Jesus came like that Samaritan and paid in full for our sins. We're coming into Christmas season. And Jesus came to earth. Why? To pay in full the penalty for our sins. Let's close in prayer as Pastor Jim comes up today. Lord, thank you that you didn't step over us and you didn't go around us, but you pulled us out of the ditch and you paid the full price for our sins. And Lord, you tell us to go and do likewise and go and take that message to a dead world around us. Thank you in Jesus' name.